Radio Drome. Okay, welcome to Lost in the Static. Radio Drome. This what? is Scott from Lost in the Wondering Static. What the hell was wrong with our intro? Yeah, you're you're guest starring on Radio Drome this week because Brad has gone at that 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 nerd convention. Come to think of it, the whole freaking studio is different. How do you do this? Because this is where we record Lost in the Static normally. Well, no, we're I... not doing this one at my house like when Brad and I record Radio Drome. So Lost in the but radio drum. whatever but okay the, all, all screwing around aside this is scott from lost in the static hi and, everybody and if you radio drum listeners don't listen to that why why not it's on saturday nights it's uncut we get to swear brad's been on twice so you can sw- go find the brad episodes if nothing else and we swear a lot and i call josh an idiot a lot and, and he's wrong more often than right. not no no we i get listeners on my side uh-huh. But nonetheless, all right. So what are we get... talking about here for Lost in the Radio Drone? First, we're going to do the giveaway, or I'm not going to remember okay. to do it later. What are you giving away? Cinderella 2000. Can I have one? Nope. Alternative Cinema only gave us one copy, and I have to give them away. I want one. No. no. The, the question will be, what was the first thing Brad said when he guest starred on Lost in the Static? Hello? I don't believe so. And like I said, you can't enter. You're disqualified. So, first one to get me the answer after this airs, all you listening early people, at 1201beyond at gmail.com. Cinderella 2000. So, all right, let's talk about what we're actually talking about. Video. The rise and fall of video, in my opinion. Some people would say video has not fallen, that it's better than it ever has been today. That's right. But I disagree. That's exactly where I stand, is that uh, it's better than it has been, ever. I mean, I remember, okay, Scott and I are the same age. I remember when video came in, it was something special. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was really, really special to be able to watch a movie when you wanted to watch it. You didn't have to watch it when when it was on TV. You didn't have to go to see it in the theater if, if God, oh, God forbid, it got re-released. Mm-hmm. You got to watch a video when you wanted to watch it. If you wanted to watch another scene again. You rewound over it. That was something revolutionary. First VCR that we that my family had that I remember was one that Dad brought home, and it was that nice silver and wood grain look to it. It was a top loader. See, I've never and, owned a top loader. I've never oh. had all of mine have been front loaders. I've never had a top loader. Wow. Well, anyway, you put the tape in the top, you slam it down, and then you 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 start it up, and there was only one or two previews and then the movie would start and it was but no, incredible no, no you left out a, a vital part of early vcr adjusting the tracking no you always had that loading noise of the of the re, of the spools being pulled apart and the, the tape being pulled well, back yeah ours, at least our first one was loud as hell not ours ours i mean you would hear it go chunk and then it was ready to go because it had to pull the tape around it's what's called an omega head which actually pulls the tape around yeah. and the, the head spins and everything like that i could go into that but i'm not going to but yeah and i remember the the first time that mom took me to i forget what it was a little mom and pop video place i forget what it was called but they had a i don't a, think they were really even at that point chains i think they were all basically mom and pop because blockbuster wasn't that big because that's one thing i want to talk about later in this is 
the rise of the mom and pop but, video store. But nonetheless, we this was this was actually in a guy's house. He had converted his living room and his kitchen because you'd go into his kitchen and there would be like shelves of videotape and then his stove and his sink and then more <laughs> shelves of videotapes. But in his living room was a, he had a special children's section and I got to rent stuff like Transformers the movie and stuff like that and mom would get something for her and dad to watch later which I didn't really care about. That section with, with the door made out of the hanging beads. No, 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 not not that section. Uh, okay. Although, although I'll get into the mom and top pop video shop that I worked <laughs> at for a while. That, yeah, <laughs> but, that, that uh, section was always the okay. You know that scene in Jersey Girl where he just randomly reaches around and tries to grab a tape, and he accidentally gets the bisexual one. Yep. That's what we all did as kids. We, you just reach around. You don't even know what you're grabbing. You just grab the tape and then, you know, try to put that tape into the box for Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that later. But it, nonetheless, it, this guy's living room and kitchen, and I rented a bunch of stuff, and we went home, and that was something really amazing was that you could sit down, and, and I think I watched Transformers the movie like, six times. I watched that a ton too. Cause yeah. I, the, the original tape that they released was the uncut version that had the swearing in it. Guess what else I had? There was, oh yes, the oh yeah. Guess what else I had along it was right next to the VCR. Yeah. It was a little red car. And you put the tape in the car and you slam it shut rewinder. the headlights came on and it rewound. It was a rewinder. And you knew it was done because the headlights went off and you'd go over and hit the hood and... I've never understood the up. point of VC, uh, VHS rewinders. It was it, supposedly rewinding in your VCR would... It, it somehow damaged the capstans of your VCR. That was the theory. I, I, I think it, that was all just a, a conspiracy thing to get you to buy rewinders because I've had more trouble with rewinders than with a VCR rewinding because they would spin so fast. When, yeah. you, when you would hit the end of the tape, you're pulling that leader out a little mm-hmm. bit each time. Yeah. Whereas the VCR is going to be much more gentle when it hits the, the end and stops. Well, we didn't know that at the time. But anyway, so this... Well, it, it's the same thing with like the Nintendo cleaning kit. You could do the same thing with a Q-tip and uh, some rubbing alcohol, mm-hmm. but they wanted you to buy the cleaning kit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they were manufacturing their own problem. I think that VCR is still... At my mom's place in Florida right now. But, yeah, taking taking the Q-tip or not. Well, we didn't use a Q-tip. We used a, one of the foam tip things yeah. to clean the heads and everything like that. But so. it was just so revolutionary, too. When you wanted to see a movie, you went in and you just, I want that, I'm going to rent that. And you got to remember, the stuff, it was expensive, but not that expensive. I mean, the tapes, the VCRs, you had to take out a loan to get a yeah. VCR yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah. But the tapes, you could rent them for, you know, two bucks a night, which that's not that bad considering what you, you know, that's what you would have paid at the movies. And, and recently, I think, uh, I think Blockbuster was doing like two fifty for a five night rental and all of yeah. that. So that's changed. But, but yeah, you would go into the video store, you and maybe you'd talk to the guy and he'd get to know you and whatnot. And he'd be like, Oh, Hey, I got these videos in. And I just I, got, yeah, I yeah, just when, got, when I saw him, I thought of you guys and here you go, you know, recommendations and everything like that. One of the cool ones that we had up here was called take home video. They used to give away the old posters. Say you rented a Friday the 13th movie. If they had an old Friday the 13th poster, you could just take that home Neat. and they'd give it to you. I wish I had had all those. They all got wrecked when a pipe leaked in the basement I and they all, they all melted together into one giant glop of posters. Oh, that sucks. I remember the, the video place now, Dale. Dale's video. Okay. And that was, a, and I remember it was a big deal 
when at some point he moved out of his he moved the store out of his house and actually got this little hole in the wall place and kind of the there's not really a bad place of Muncie, Indiana, but they're as close to a bad neighborhood as you okay. can get. He, the other side of the tracks. Yeah, the other side of the tracks, just this little hole in the wall. But it, we we went to Dale's video quite often, and he expanded, and it was a it was a huge deal. And then there was my friend Dane. I don't know what it is about D names, but they liked video. My friend Dane started his video store, and this is the one I worked for, above a used bookstore. I can down, see those two things Down going. by Ball State. Kind of working together. Yep, down down by the university campus, so a bunch of college kids. And I used to work for Dane while he either traveled to conventions or he would take a bunch of his collectibles and stuff and sell them at the, at the big swap meet. And I would cover his store for him. And he would either pay me a little bit of cash or some food and some free rentals and... The big, big deal was I was 17, 16, 17 when I was working for him. Okay. And the big, big deal was he would let me wander into that back room, which had the hanging beads. Every, every, every <laughs> mom and pop video store that had an adult section that I've ever been to had that the bead, the bead door. But, uh, but yeah, you would, uh, he would occasionally let me go in, in, into the bead room and I would rent a bunch of titles that you would have to bleep. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny? There is a, a family video, ironically enough, a family video in Sturgeon Bay. They've got an adult section, and there's a big sign above the door, no bra- uh, browsing for 15 minutes only. Yeah. So apparently you just go through, look at the boxes, and that gets you off apparently. Oh, but... wait, believe it or not, well, I remember working for Dane at, at his video place. Um, I would have to go in and get people. All right, After enough. A while. Out. Yeah, enough out. And it was more often than not that I caught them in compromising positions. Nice. Um, well, these were college students, you know. I know, and, but still nice. But I, I, I knew the moment that either two guys went in together, because Dane's video was the only place that you could get alternative sexuality titles. We can say gay on this including show. Including gay and bisexual titles. It was the only place in... in East Central Indiana, north of Indianapolis, that you could get it. And so, if two guys went in together and they were in there longer than twenty, twenty-five minutes, I knew something bad was. I'd happening. have to go in and and get them to leave, or occasionally, you know, turn the hose on them. Billy, who was eighteen, was bringing his eighteen-year-old girlfriend, and they, I knew that they were coming because they'd always have their IDs out right away, and they proudly flash them, you know. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> the, the, the day I turned eighteen. I went to a bookstore and proudly bought a Hustler. Oh, yeah. Look, you can't stop me from buying exactly. this. I was so proud to display that driver's license on my birthday. Oh, I remember when I turned 18, um, my my friend Derek, who ran the bookstore, he'd known me since I was, you know, in eighth grade. But when I went, when I wandered, wanted to wander into the adult section of the bookstore and get that Hustler or whatever it was, He'd always, you know, oh, got to see your ID, you know, yeah. like, here you go. <laughs> you know, I'm it was a legal. proud, it was a proud moment. But, uh, and, but again, and Dane, when he got videos in, like um, Caligula, I, Claudius, and, and some other titles. Some that, of Brad's favorite movies. Yeah, oh yeah. But when he got Caligula in, I was the first person to rent Caligula. Uncut? And, uncut. And when he got I, Claudius, which um, given isn't in the same genre it was a pbs series yeah. but when he finally got that whole series in in a box set he went well 
somebody has to watch this and test all the tapes. Here you go. You See, know. M- my wife used to have that job at uh, the grocery store where we used to work. Yeah, you guys got to remember grocery stores used to have oh, video yeah. sections oh, yeah. back then. Video was so big. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. She would have to, as soon as the movies came in, every employee would be, okay, everyone's got to take it home and test it to make sure it's right. And especially, and this is the part she hated, was you didn't get to pick what movie. Yeah, they just it, it was, one. Yeah, it, it could be, you know, the most boring, pretentious <laughs> piece of crap ever made, and she'd have to go home and watch it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a double-edged sword. You might have to watch a lot of garbage, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you might get to watch a really cool movie for free. The the worst case that the worst tape that Dane handed me to take home and test because he and his wife Tandra wouldn't was uh, Garbage Pail Kids the movie. Oh, I'm sorry you had to oh, sit through that. That was awful. But that, nonetheless, that well, movie is awful. That's what it was like in the early days to to really have this freedom of viewing. Yep. Because otherwise, and we've talked about this before on the show, but otherwise you'd have to, if you wanted to see a Godzilla movie, you'd have to scan the listings and see if some local channel was showing it at 3 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Now you were able to just go and get it, which also led into bootlegging. If you, if your parents were rich enough that you had two VCRs, you didn't rent that tape. You got that tape and you made yourself a copy, you brought it right back, and you watched your copy. Because mm-hmm. especially at those old VCRs, there wasn't a whole lot of quality loss. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of quality loss, and there wasn't any of the uh, the anti-piracy stuff on there. Yeah, the, uh, the, the CCE protection, macrovision, macrovision and all that, all that yeah. hadn't uh, come out yet. So you had that aspect. Like I said, just the freedom. Part of that freedom was discovering all these new things you probably would have never watched even on cable because what a lot of people don't realize is the studios, Universal, Paramount, 20th Century Fox, were slow to jump on the video bandwagon. Oh, yeah. So you had all these big movies in theaters that you... I mean, I think Star Wars didn't get an official video release till like 80... till Jedi basically came out. Oh, it was after Jedi. And and there were bootlegs of Empire and Star Wars on VHS making the rounds all these this time, but Fox would not jump on this bandwagon. Going back to the Lost in the Static episode where we talked about copyright, it came down to... They didn't believe you had the right to buy a movie or rent it once and watch it a bunch of times. You should have to pay each time you see the movie. Yep. So that's where you had all these great visionaries like Charles Band with Full Moon, Lloyd Kaufman with Troma. You had all these little video companies like Prism and Wizard Video and that come in and go, we will fill this void. People want the product. Yep. They want movies. The studios are unwilling to do it. We will fill the void. And let's face it, most of the movies were garbage. And they, Well, I was going to say, they filled it with some good stuff, and they filled it with a lot of crap. Beautiful cover art. Oh, yeah. That had nothing whatsoever to do with the movie you were just about to pop into your VCR. Oh, yeah. Or a just thoroughly deceptive back-of-the-box text crawl. That didn't describe the movie accurately by 10%. Exactly. In... You know, I knew I was in trouble. I saw in the Marsh supermarket, you mentioned this, in the Marsh supermarket, they popped up a little room. Yep. And you walk through the little turnstile, and in the room, there was, you know, no adult titles, obviously. Yeah, at a grocery store, you're not going to carry that. But, you know, lots and lots of straight-to-video hits popping up to rent from the Marsh supermarket. And then the evil came to town. The church? No, not the church. 
What was the, the evil? The one true evil. The big vi- blockbuster? The big blue and yellow box. Yeah, blockbuster. Yep. Well, I, I want to get to that. I want to go back to the grocery store thing. Okay. I can't remember if I've ever said told this story on Drome, but I know I've told it on Static. So mm-hmm. when my mom used to work at a grocery store, I, I want to say this is like 89, 90. One of the perks given to all the employees was two free video rental coupons a day go and you know rent two movies as an employee well so my mom had those and she one of her friends that worked there didn't have a vcr so she gave my mom her rental coupons well my brother and i let's just put it this way we're very untrustworthy to have been left home alone at that stage in our lives okay you know there was a good chance the police were going to be called or the house would end up on fire to keep us occupied while her and my dad were working, and this place was within walking distance. I mean, it was a 15-minute walk one way to get to this store from our house. Right. Four videos a day, all summer long. Sweet. My brother and I cleaned out the entire horror section, the entire sci-fi section, most of the thriller section, and a good chunk of the comedy section before that summer was over. Which is where I saw a lot of these movies that we talk about on this show. Oh. I rent it all in one summer. Well, and then I remember being in college. I lived in a house of ten roommates. There were ten of us sharing a four-bedroom house. Don't ask. One of my roommates, Kate, worked at a video store. and Like a, a real video store? Like a, or like, okay. a, a real video store. It, it wasn't a family video, but it was a, it was a chain in, in southern Indiana. I forget which one. Okay. But... And she used to get, you know, they'd get the advanced copies, the screeners. Yeah. And they could take those home and watch the movies. And they had this entire room with full of screeners that they were supposed to send back but never did. I actually have t- boxes of those things. But in a certain way, screener copies of VHS are better. Okay. Because the screeners always had four or five different trailers on there that, that you could take off and put, you know, to run in your store. Right. And I, I collect trailers, so it was always cool that the actual video would not have the trailer for, say, Moontrap on the Moontrap tape, but I've got a promo copy of Moontrap that has the trailer on before it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they, they always did that, but it was a big deal to us. Kate could take as many home as she wanted, uh, <laughs> and there were, and I remember it was, a, it was a great big deal, and this had to be 96, that even then, being able to bring home the screener movies and the ten of us would gather in the living room with the big old tube TV and and sit what, down watch and, whatever it and was watch whatever it was and we had a, a great great memories around that one and then you had you like you just brought up the we'll call them the mom and pop video stores okay okay where you didn't have very many chains especially if you were in a smaller town right there was no there was not going to be a video chain you were not going to have a blockbuster by you. You were not going to have a video watch or a Hollywood video. I don't remember exactly what year those popped up, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You had some local place run by usually a husband and wife. Yep. You know, they didn't have the greatest selection, but they had enough that you never ran out of something to watch. That's right. They always got the new stuff. They always had an adult section because I was told by one of the mom and pop places in Sturgeon Bay that went out, unfortunately, once, you know, Netflix and all that just murdered them. When they went out, they made their money off the adult section. Oh, yeah. The adult section would out-rent the, I'm going to just use the word straight, not in a sexual term, but, you know, the straight videos. Yes, the the non-adult section. Yeah. The straight videos 
would maybe rent, you know, they'd maybe rent 10, 15 a day. They'd rent 30 adult tapes. Oh, a well, day. Dan, Dan and Tander, like I said, who had one of the one of the few shops with an adult section that I worked at. Yeah, they, it, it was for every one uh, standard release movie that went out, I would say three adult movies went out. And you'd always have that that college student that was kind of lonely and yeah, would bring he needed the, something on Friday night. He would night. bring the one standard release and then the three adult tapes, and you're like, uh-huh, do you want to put the standard release back and save do, the money? Do, or? do you want to put the Godzilla <laughs> tape back and, and just keep <laughs> Debbie Does Dallas? Exactly. And, you know, so, yeah, but unfortunately when the chains came around, the adult section kind of... Yeah, because they, because they wanted the family audience. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one in Sturgeon Bay that was the the big chain was run by the cable company. It was ah. the big chain store, and this was the cable company throughout most of the state of Wisconsin at that point. So they had the, I'm calling it a chain, even though it was I think Wisconsin only based, but you'd find these stores everywhere in Wisconsin. There was no adult section. They had a huge horror section. So it wasn't like they were going, oh, we're censoring, we want to be all family-friendly, just, you know, you can still rent a Friday the 13th movie, you can still rent Maniac. Yeah. But you're not going to be able to rent Yank My Doodle, It's a Dandy. Yeah. The which one, is a real movie title, by the, the way. The one thing that really freaked me out about the the video places that, that I saw, the change, I thought it was hilarious, was they didn't have an adult section, but then they had the exercise section, which could, is just basically porn with clothes on. But well, what I was, what I thought was hilarious was in a blockbuster I saw a Playboy exercise tape where they did their exercises in the nude. Yeah, I can see that. And well, then, and they had a couple of nude yoga tapes and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, so you won't rent an adult title. <laughs> but, but, but honestly, are those any worse than renting a teen sex comedy from well, the no, 80s? No. I mean, you're going to see just as many boobs in those. Yeah, I know. But uh, but I always thought it was kind of funny. But see, the cool thing about the mom-and-pop stores is the, it honestly felt different than walking into a blockbuster. I'm not just talking about the ambience. Right. I'm not just talking about the tone of the lighting and the, the walls. You, you had a relationship with that person on the yeah. other side of the counter. Like you pointed out, they would know, oh, you've been renting a lot of uh, you know, adult animation, like you know, Rock and Rule and Ralph Bakshi movies and stuff like that. Yep. Well, we just got this new movie in. It seems to be up your alley. They would recommend stuff. They would they would know what you were after when you came in. Yep. Especially when it came to, because a lot of these places also rented NES games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't rem- remember any place ever renting Sega Master System, which was out at yep. the same time. I don't remember. They did. The ones here, only only Nintendo. Oh. But they would know your game styles. You know, if you rented Final Fantasy... Well, then when Seven Saga came out, maybe, you know, they would recommend Seven Saga. You didn't get that kind of thing at a blockbuster. The computer would recommend mm-hmm. what you wanted, not the clerk. I remember sitting at one of the mom and pop stores here. You would just sit there and talk to the clerk. Yeah. You would talk whatever movies you just saw, what was going on in baseball, you know, that week or whatever. Try doing that at a blockbuster because it's all workmanlike, you know, get him in, get him out. You know, there's a line behind you. We don't have time to talk. It's we are on an assembly line here to get the tapes out. Well, you can't you can't do that at a blockbuster now, at least not around here. Can't do it at Hollywood Video around here either. We don't have Hollywood Video went bankrupt. I know. Hollywood Video gone. Yep. Guess we, who just bought Blockbuster? We still have one Blockbuster brick-and-mortar store here. We still have one in Green Bay. I don't remember which one. We had three. And right. I know two of them went bye-bye, but I can't remember which one remained. Yeah. I, 
think some something similar happened in Evansville and whatnot. But did you hear Dish Network just bought Blockbuster? Not surprising. But see, this is the rise of the video. You guys have to remember out there that even though VCRs were these expensive things, after a while, I'm going to say like by 90 or so, everybody had one. Well, that and prices just bottomed out on them because there were so many. You know, by the time 92 or 93 rolled around, I remember going to college in 93, taking a VCR with me that I had bought for 50 bucks. Well, but you also have to remember, this is the era where you had to be a member to rent. You had to pay a monthly oh, yeah. membership fee to be, have the right to rent movies. You couldn't just walk into a place and rent now. You know, I mean, this was a pay, are you a member? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Blockbuster, you got to, you know, I was give them a credit we, card of, down and stuff. None of the places that we would charge for the membership, but I, the, the, I There were a few that did. A few that did, but... Video became so prevalent. Video, it used to be... Like I said, you'd have all the weird stuff. Eventually, the studios jumped on the bandwagon. Then everything was on video. Yep. You know, you wanted to know how to hunt, video. Mm-hmm. How to ride a motorcycle, on video. How to play pool, it's on video. You know, the market became deluged with basically crap. There was so much crap out there that the stores did not have room for everything. You could not fit everything that came out in a given month onto the shelves without bumping some of your other stuff. If you want a good idea of what some of the videos were like, go to YouTube and in your search bar throw in how to. Yeah, a lot of these things are old VHSs. Yeah, and they're they're hilariously awful. The uh, the one there was one really good one I saw it was and I mean good in the hilariously awful way right. was uh self-defense techniques for bouncers at bars. <laughs> The acting is so so many mullets and handlebar mustaches oh, on yeah. the actors and or or Google the found footage festival, and or uh, what is the other I I forget what the other website is that there every, oh everything is terrible dot com there is plenty of examples there of this absolute poop that came out on video. But then you also had this deluge started to hurt everything, but then you had the studios that said, we're going to keep this deluge up. And they started releasing, and, uh, and on the surface, it sounds like I'm complaining about something that should be a good thing. We're going to release all our back titles, even if they've already been released. So, you know, you've got maybe an SP copy of Star 80 that was released in, let's just say, 1985 by MGM. Okay. Then in 1993, they rele- decided to release Star 80, they pull the SP version, mm-hmm. and they put out a crappy SLP version, mm-hmm. and that's the only one you can get. It's the qual- you start to see the quality go down. For one of the tapes, anyone out there, if you've got an old tape from, say, 83, 1983, and you've got a VHS tape from 1999, go and pick those up and weigh them. You'll see that old tape we'll weigh weighed mm-hmm. almost three times as much. Go and grab an old VCR from the early 80s and pick that thing up, you're going to throw your back out. You, you can hold a new VCR with one hand like yep. you're delivering a pizza. Oh, yeah. Because uh, at the TV station Scott and I used to work at, they used to call those VCRs uh, aluminum traps because it's all aluminum inside. Yep. Yep, There's yep. no metal parts. Everything bends and breaks. They, they basically have a built-in fail date. You yeah. know, that, that this is only going to play a tape a thousand times before you have to take it in for repairs, which, of course we want you to do. There was some stores that 
some of the corporate mindset in them. We had a video watch in Sturgeon Bay. The corporate mindset, I didn't understand what they did. These people pissed me off so much. They decided for some reason to change categories, to recategorize every tape. And sometimes it was almost like it was done at random. The crow would be, rather than in action-adventure, the crow would be in drama. Makes perfect sense to me. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen was in drama. The one that really threw me is the Star Trek series of, of movies. The first six, i.e. the classic Trek, were all science fiction. The Next Generation stuff were all in action-adventure. All righty. Because that makes no sense. But, okay. Clearly, that's science fiction. But nonetheless, we're... Well, well, but then this place just really pushed my buttons. When they were starting to get DVD in, they decided they had all these great titles. Everything would be cut to fit into a clamshell. Yep. And I'm talking even ones that were just slip sleeves. You cut one side off, you cut the top and bottom off, and you fit them into a clamshell. Yep. Literally two months later, they sold all their VHSs. There was no reason they had to destroy all those boxes. Well for two months because it was a dictate from corporate before they decided we don't want to carry VHS anymore. We just want to do DVD. And it was, oh. And then there was one place in Green Bay. I eventually talked to the manager into this, but they would not sell their VHS tapes. It's like, okay, you've got, literally the tape has got so much dust on it. It hasn't been rented in years. I actually asked the guy for the tape that I wanted to buy. You've got it on DVD right there. The, this is one of those ones where the DVD was a different version mm-hmm. than the tape. So the tape was something special. I asked him, check your computer the last time it was rented? Seven years ago. And he's like, well, we can't sell them. The corporate won't let us sell them. I eventually talked to him. It hasn't rented in seven years. It's not going to rent. I will give you $5 for this right now. And I eventually talked him into selling me the tape. But just that whole, well, corporate says. It's the corporate, corporate ruined video, in my opinion. Corporate brought about Blockbuster. Corporate Which, brought about Hollywood Video. Corporate brought about some other ones that, yeah, you, you, you would walk in. There was that personal relationship with the clerk. Gone. Gone. Um, promotions in most parts were gone. In the early days of video, especially the smaller companies would send out tons of posters or little standees oh, or, yeah. or little keychains. All that went away when it became corporatized. All that was gone. In fact, I remember, I remember the blockbuster in Muncie uh, getting rid of a bunch of standees and posters and whatnot. Right. And I remember the manager because. I knew what was happening because I had friends that worked there, and so I was going to go, and when he threw them away, I was going to go into the dumpster and grab all and the posters. And them. And you know what he did? Burned he them? He went out, and he said that corporate says you're not allowed to have these, and he burnt them. He burnt them all. And just from, what, from what I heard, that was not uncommon. They did not want their, you know, they didn't want the fans getting in touch with, uh, getting a hold of, the promotional stuff. Which is why this stuff goes for so much on eBay to people right. like me and Brad when we're looking for some right. of this stuff. And so a lot of it got burnt. A lot of it, corporate says, you're not allowed to have this. Uh, you know, Dane Dane would get in posters and standees and stuff like that. And if there wasn't room in the store, he'd give them to me or give them to a customer who liked them. There was a, a, a customer at Dane's that loved trauma movies. And he would just come in and rent tons of trauma movies. And then... 
he would rack up late fees <laughs> and come in and pay the late fees and pay again to rent them again. And so anytime we got stuff from Troma, it just, you know, we set it aside said, right. and it would go out with him and just go, here, man, you can see. You can I unfortunately this. had a manager like the burning guy when I worked at the movie theater, you know, because you're supposed to destroy all the posters. It's yep. like, what, what does it hurt if I take this Dawn of the Dead? Po- it's been destroyed. Yeah. No, well, this guy hated me. I've talked about the on static before that this okay. guy hated me. But no, he, no. he he would take it out to the dumpster and pour water on it to ruin it and go there. Now you can have it. Yep. And it's like you know what? You're a dick. But nonetheless, so corporate comes in. We end up with places like Blockbuster, and Blockbuster it, plays dirty too. It becomes it, it gets a whole lot less personal. It was still a place that you could go and at least you know go with a couple of friends and. Invade a couple of sections and and but Blockbuster destroyed all of the mom and pop stores in a really dirty way. How is that? If they wanted where if they wanted to come into your area, Mm -hmm. and you know, say that store's got a big following and they want to steal that, obviously business tactics will allow them to steal some of that, Mm -hmm. but not all of it. Right. What they would do is, and Todd told this story last week. There was this, this great uh, local chain. It was like a local chain, if that makes any sense. There was multiple stores, but it was local. Yeah, I understand what you mean. And Blockbuster said, we want to buy you. They said, no. So Blockbuster went to the city and said, we want to buy the land they're on. Blockbuster bought the land and said, we now own the land. Move your store. Obviously, they couldn't afford to do that, so Blockbuster foreclosed. The store went away. Blockbuster built a Blockbuster on that land. That is dirty pool. That's Walmart playing right yeah, there. Yeah, that's and that's what I've heard this story multiple times from all over the country that that's how Blockbuster would get in. They would buy the property the mom and pop store sat on mm-hmm. and then kick them out or raise their rent to the point where the mom and pop store can't operate and then Blockbuster would move in and then they'd have a monopoly. And and that is just that is dirty dirty pool. That's one reason I never wanted to go to Blockbuster. Another is it just doesn't feel right. It's too bright. It's yeah, too it was... bright when you walk into a blockbuster. It just is, you know. I I hate the the bright bright fluorescent lighting that Blockbuster and them used. But yeah, I, I agree. It just it felt a little bit more sterile. It well, felt yeah. and something else to going back to that personal relationship. I have never gone to a blockbuster or or, or video watch or Hollywood video or any of these types of of big chains and asked about a movie and had them know anything about that movie. You went into the mom-and-pop store, you asked about, hey, have you seen Rolling Thunder? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's the movie with this and this. Yeah, we got it right over here. You know, oh, yeah, you might want to you know, watch 27 minutes and 55 seconds into this tape. There's a great scene. You go into Blockbuster, it's, I don't know, I've never heard of it. Yeah. You look in the computer, computer says we don't have it. Do you know if another store has I don't know, computer says, yeah, that one might. I don't know. You know, it's, it's a bunch of... High school kids that don't know anything about movies. I know this is a little elitist what I'm doing right now, but the mom and pop place, you had that relationship of also that guy watched these movies. Oh yeah, and I will give I will give Blockbuster this much credit. There was always one. There was always one guy. That scruffy looking that, guy in the back. Scruffy looking guy in the back. A couple of them got promoted to store manager, you know, but. There was always one that had, near seen, me. that had seen uh, to the, the big stores that I went to. There was just one guy. And if he wasn't working there, don't bother. But, but yeah. The rest of know. these mouth breathers are not going to be any help. Yeah, well, the rest of them, 
they're there for the paycheck, and they maybe have seen the movie, maybe not. And... Well, because uh, a friend of mine, he used to work at a blockbuster, and he said, you know, he thought, oh, my God, this is going to be so cool. We just sit around and watch movies all day long. After, like, a week of that trailer reel running nonstop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to claw your ears off. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. you never want to hear these trailers again, let alone actually view the movies. And I know at the Blockbusters, no, this was the Hollywood video, in because there was there was a Blockbuster in Muncie. There was Dane's video for the longest time. He unfortunately had to shut his doors down. So many did, unfortunately. But not it wasn't because of uh, the dirty tactics. He just. He, he just, moved he, on. He, he actually he gave up on movies and moved on to collectibles. Okay. Now he deals in toys and stuff like that. But, okay. Um, and there was a Hollywood video, and there was a family video, and there was a blockbuster video. And Hollywood video was cool. They would you you had to run the trailer reels. Whenever the trailer loops were running, you knew that somebody from at least the district management was deal there. was in. Uh, otherwise, they ran family-friendly stuff like video, like Disney videos and stuff it, like so, that. Something but that, something amazingly saccharine. It, something but. that if a kid walked in, he's not going to see a boob or a exactly. A knife. The the blockbuster video always had the trailer thing going, and ironically, the family video after I, I think six or seven o'clock at night, in went whatever movie you wanted, and including you could go up and go to the guy and go, "Can I see part?" and he would just forward it to some random part of the tape and let you watch 10 or 15 minutes of the movie and then go, you want to take it home or not, you know. Well, do you remember when uh, in really early Simpsons, Homer was going to the VHS village, formerly the Beta Barn? That's what the sign was. Yeah. And uh, he sees this really awesome McBain thing where McBain's killing all these people and the guy goes, do you want to rent the movie? He goes, why? I just saw the best part. <laughs> yeah. Why bother? True. I just saw the best part. But we're, we're seeing, so we... We have these big shops come in, and the natural evolution of business we're seeing, kind of a, a which a any, anyone of, who listens to either of these shows know I am not into the digital distribution that's unfortunately killing all. I, these. on the other hand, I am. Ham? I am, especially if it's killing the blockbuster, especially if it's killing the family video, especially if it's killing these dead, over-saccharized overly sugared family friendly video places finally with Netflix with Redbox we're seeing a resurgence of you know I had never considered would never consider <coughs> Zardoz yeah the movie Zardoz the penis is evil yes I had I had never would have even cons- I don't know, remember seeing the box growing up and not. You just you just didn't want to see Sean Connery. In I didn't. A, I didn't in a little underwear thing, huh? I didn't get it. I didn't care. Okay. And nobody ever recommended it to me. Um, you should have talked to Brad or I. Well, I fired up Netflix the other day and it went based on the movies you've watched. Why don't you check these out? One of them was Zardoz, and I went, okay, I'll give it a shot. And yeah, it was wonderfully seventies, but. It won. It's not a bad flick. Definitely not, not a, a great, good, flick. not a good flick. But it's not a bad flick, and I kind of enjoyed it. And yes, these recommendations are done by computer, but damn, Netflix recommendations are good. Um, and well, I, I, I like the one. Of, did you see that fail one? Where it's you know, if you liked this movie, you'll like, and it's kid film, kid film, kid film, kid film, hostile kid film, kid yeah. film, kid film, kid film. It's you like get those okay, there was a, a glitch there. Yeah, 
but we're we're seeing a resurgence of video at home you know now i can fire up my xbox i can fire up my my freaking ipod touch see i, I think that's too many choices I, I think i think that that's too many choices it, in a weird way and i know i'm kind of shooting myself in the foot here too many choices leads to oversaturation i think hear me out i think something it was more special when you had to go to the store you had to pick up the tape you had to bring it back to your house sit down pop it into your tv only not oh i can watch a movie on my ipod i can watch a movie on my ipad i can watch a movie on my computer i can watch a movie on my xbox i can watch a movie on the, the nine different dvd players i have around the house it in a way it takes away the, the, the almost specialness and not not for me it. does anything does that make any sense it, though it it does because I know that you're a Luddite and like to waste yeah. gas and all of that. But the the truth is, I I like this resurgence. I like I like having the video store on my TV without having to do the stupid on demand stuff. That you're Time the you're the kind of you're that, the kind but. of guy that wants to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre digitally remastered to the point where it looks like it's a documentary shot by the BBC. No, don't I you? didn't. No, no, I'm not. I'm really not. I, I, but I like, I like having the choice. I like being able to uh, Netflix on the Xbox. You kind of scan through the boxes like you used to do on the shelf. You know, which is shelf, something I, which is something honestly I really miss. I really miss going to the video store and renting a movie based solely on its title and cover art. Well, you know what? You can do that with Netflix because you can scan through all. No, of you the can't box because. Art. I had Netflix, uh, we had a, a free month, and on my Xbox, everything, I mean, I couldn't find anything really non-mainstream. All I could find on there was these big movies that you can get anywhere else. Wow. I couldn't find any of the weird, weird crap I have to go to Cinemageddon to get. I found all the weird, weird crap on, I'm going to have to teach you how to search through Netflix and all that, because <sighs> the weird, weird crap is out there. And if you read and if you watch lots of weird weird crap on Netflix, they recommend other weird weird crap. And you know what? Just as a quick gripe before we get out of here, why can't I get porn on Netflix? Be- I, I, I'm not talking like you know the the, the, the really graphic stuff. I mean just a, a porno movie like you know Deep Throat Nine. Why have- can't I get that on Netflix? Because Netflix chooses not to offer them. It's the same reason you couldn't rent them at Blockbuster. But I Black could at the mom and pop store. You could at the mom and pop store. Congratulations! And there are plenty of places online where you can watch streaming porn. Just you know, it's out there. It's you can if you want. Uh, go home and Google Netflix of porn. That's going to be one of those places. Whenever you search for porn, you better have some damn good virus software. You, you, let's put it this way: you better bag it. <laughs> you better bag it before you go in there. Fine, I'll give you a bunch of sites. <laughs> but the, you you can watch streaming porn. It's it's nobody is saying you're not. But I I look at block I look at Netflix in the same light at least when it comes to that area. Blockbuster chose not to carry porn. The mom and pops did. Okay, so I go out onto the internet, and yeah, Netflix is your blockbuster. It doesn't carry porn, but it still has some cool stuff, and I'm all for it. But if if you go to your your mom and pop places on the internet. There's plenty of porn out there, and I figure... Well, and then, well, well, let's go back to tone just for a second. Sure. It's, it feels different, and again, maybe this is just because I am, as you put it, a Luddite, or I'm getting older, but it doesn't feel the same walking down the aisles 
looking at a bunch of DVDs than it does looking at a bunch of VHS tapes. And that's in your brain. Some No, I have a feeling a lot of listeners out there at 1201beyond at gmail.com will agree with me on that. It doesn't feel the same. It. I hate to keep bringing this up, but it felt more special. You missed it's, the big box? Uh, we've, Brad and I talk all the time. I miss the big boxes, yes. You know, and I do too. Well, and the big boxes were something that they did just to be eye-catching because you have all these normal boxes and then... Because, ironically enough, it was the low-budget companies that did the big boxes because right. you're going to notice that thing towering over a regular VHS and you're going to notice anything else. See, and I, I kind of agree, but at the same time, I realize that technology moves on and I'm glad I don't have to rewind things But anymore. I'm not saying and technology I'm... shouldn't necessarily move on, but it's when technology moves on, in, in this regard, it's leaving behind the others. I mean, I, I knew people at the TV station we worked at, anchors, that would be, oh, you know, I want to see such and such movie. I haven't seen this in years. And they find out, oh, it's not available on DVD. And I go, oh, I've got the VHS. I'm not watching a VHS tape. I've, I, I watch DVD. Well, I, that's, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ever pop a VHS in. Well, that's them limiting themselves. To... But that's the prevalent attitude. I've heard that more and more the last couple of years, that, you know, oh, this movie, I'd love to see it again. Oh, it's only available on VHS? Ugh. And it, there's almost like a VHS snobbery nowadays. There's also, well, I can, okay, there's also and, and a VHS... Don't, don't call me a DVD snob, because you know how many DVDs I've got. There is a VHS snobbery the other way, where people prefer things on VHS just like they prefer music on vinyl. Which and, is me, but it's not snobbery in the fact that I won't listen to a CD, I, that I, I won't I listen to a download. I know, and that's not a fault with you. That, that's a fault with the person who just goes, I don't want to watch it on because it's only available on VHS. Well, you know, then go look for a digital copy online if it's that big of a deal to you. Well, because, I mean, I got made fun of once but when I bought a bunch of VHS tapes off of a, at a Goodwill, and I brought them back to the, the station to take the stickers off yeah. when I was at lunch. I remember that. And all of a sudden, all my coworkers, oh my God, VHS, I bet it's not even in color. Man, you know, it's, I mean, I was just, I was just brutally being made fun of. Oh man, you know, I've got this digitally remastered widescreen. Why do you buy, you know, you wasted your money, man. Well, you know it's what, my Josh, money to waste you, jackass. Pe- people made fun of you at work. For a lot of other because reasons, too. Because you're you, not not because of the VHS. But the That incident was specific to VHS. I know. And I gotta admit, I jumped on that, that making <laughs> fun of Josh bandwagon just because I could. Yeah, you jackass. And, you know, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame any collectors. And if VHS is your thing, then that's that's cool. And that that, again, is a fault with them, not with you. It's just like somebody who walks up to me and goes, look, I have a huge Lego collection. I'm not going to look at him and go, well, you're an idiot because Lego is for kids. But at the same time, you have these hipsters that will only deal with the newest. Because, I mean, I know quite a few people now who won't even, oh, DVD? No, Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. I'll only watch something on Blu-ray now. You know, so even DVD is that ugh but format re- now. But remember, that's a fault with the hipster jerks. Uh, well, it's you know, it's just like hippies and their stupid organic-only food and non-pasteurized. Fine, go go eat that poison, unregulated stuff. Yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. Free waterfall, Junior. But just remember that 
that's a fault with them. And I think the important thing to remember is the movies or the experience, whether whether you get it online, whether you get it through Netflix, whether you get it on VHS or DVD, there's something to be said for every experience and for every movie that you see. Yeah, I, I'll give you that, but I just, I love VHS. I, I, I have no problem with DVD. I just wish DVD hadn't have killed VHS to take its spot. Something I, I, I would have preferred these two formats existing together to coexist. And they did for a long time. You know, and you do have some comebacks. I mean, yeah, they released the movie on DVD as well, but House of the Devil. They released a big box VHS of that just for people like me and Brad. And that's cool. That's that's all up to you. Unfortunately, it was cost almost twice as much as the DVD, which I think was ridiculous. But it's like you're making this for us, but then you're making it cost prohibitive for us to buy it. So be it. But nonetheless, we I think we're running out of time. Yeah. So this has been Radio Drome. Radio Drome, Scott. Thanks for joining us on Lost in the Static. Radio Drome. Lost in the... You you can listen to Lost in the Static on Saturday nights on Jackalope at 7 p.m. Central if you want to hear more of this doofus. Or go hit the archives and listen to me call him an idiot a lot and tell him he's stupid. Where he's he's wrong in all these occasions. No. So, good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) 